who are God's sheep and how does a person come to be God's sheep? That's a very important topic um, in the whole discussion of Calvinism and uh, the debate surrounding God's sovereignty. And so uh, those are the questions I want to look at today. So John 10, 25 through 30, Jesus is talking to the Jews and he says, I told you and you do not believe the works that I do in my father's name bear witness about me, but you do not believe because you are not among my sheep. Um, my sheep so we see two categories here. We see those who are and those who are not God's sheep. And uh, we've seen that those who are not God's sheep, uh, who are not Jesus's sheep, that they uh, do not believe because they are not among his sheep. And he says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one. I and the Father are one. So, Jesus says here clearly that there are sheep that, um, in another verse we see that these sheep belong to the Father, and God gives them to the Son. So the question, obviously, that arises from this is who, who are they? Who are these sheep? And again, how do you become one of these sheep? Before we answer the question of who God's sheep are, uh, I want to look at who I believe they are not and, and what I do not think that, that this passage is trying to communicate. And, and so what I have here is a quote from uh, John Piper. Um, and I want to read what he says, what his interpretation, and this, I believe, reflects what is the common uh, Calvinistic interpretation of who God's sheep are. And then I want to, I'm going to read this quote from him, and then we're going to see, I think, pretty quickly what problems arise from this sort of interpretation of who God's sheep are. And so, so this is from an article, Before You Believed, You Belonged. Uh, So for those of you who are familiar with this argument, you probably already know uh, what he's getting at here. So um, I want to say up front again, um, I repeat myself a lot on this, I think, but I love John Piper. I love him as a brother, and I respect him in in different ways, even as a father in the faith, I think, that he's been to me in in different areas. Um, I've really gained a lot and benefited a lot from so much of his ministry and still do. But uh, I just happen to strongly disagree with these issues. And I think these issues are important. And I think there's a responsibility to, um, to give a reply to some of these things because um, he's got a very loud microphone as it uh, in the way of being able to communicate these uh, concepts and his interpretation of them, and so, so I say that again to say that I, I, I love him. I'm I don't hate him or or want to harm him or anything like that. I'm not out to get him. I just want to offer out a response to what I believe is uh, his untrue and and misinterpretation of of this concept of who God sheep are. So he says. Uh, in reference to uh, the scriptures in John about God's sheep. So he, he uh, uh, it's talking about his elect ones, 
that the Father has chosen, and the Father will give them to the Son when he calls them. We know this because of verse 26. You do not believe because you are not among my sheep. So, John Piper says, so believing is what proves you are a sheep, uh, not the other way around. You don't believe and thus are turned into a sheep. John says you don't believe because you aren't my sheep. In other words, my elect ones, my sheep that the Father has chosen, will hear my voice and will follow me, and that will prove that they are elect. My sheep hear my voice means my elect are enabled by God to hear the truth, the true shepherd when the gospel is preached. So I have sort of a timeline here to hopefully uh, will help bring clarity to the contrast between what John Piper's view is, what he's presenting here, and what uh, my view is. So, so the timeline here, this is a person's physical birth. This is where he's born into the world. And so this point here uh, represents the point in time when a believer is actually saved, comes to faith, and comes into relationship and union with Christ would be this point here later on in his life. So if, if you're not hearing what John Piper's saying, this is what he's saying. Um, he's saying that before, before this point of faith and union with Christ, before that moment in time when we entered into relationship uh, with, with God, had a living relationship, were saved, uh, however you want to say that, before that, he, John, John is arguing that we, we were God's sheep even at that point. So, so to show you kind of what is problematic about that view, um, let me point out a few things. Uh, um, and, and if you've watched my videos that I've recently did on Ephesians 1, these are sort of similar concepts, but, but I think they're worth repeating. So, so this, what I have listed out here, these are descriptions that the Bible gives us of what people were, who they were, the condition they're in, the way God saw them and defined them before this point in time. So we have a biblical view. We have, uh, and there's so many more descriptions besides these that I've provided here. But what these are here is a description that the Bible gives us of of the way God viewed us, what He, the way He defined us uh, during this period of time uh, before faith. So outside Christ. So uh, Ephesians 1, 13 through 14 says this, it was when we believed that we were sealed in him, we were marked in him, and we were included in Christ. Um, it was uh, before that. So in this period of time, the way that God describes us is as being outside Christ. Uh, then we can look at Ephesians 2, 12, that kind of confirms this, where it, it says that before uh, it's talking to the Gentiles, but it says before faith in Christ, before they, they came to God, that they were actually separate from Christ. Um, and so we know that, again, this period of time represents a time when God looked at, looked at people and he, he said that they were separate from Christ. At that point in time, they were dead in sin. Uh, they, Ephesians 2 goes on to say that they were without God and without hope. So, so again, this period of time according to the Bible, is a period in time wherein God defined these people as being without him. They, they did not have God. They did not have relationship with him. They did not have uh, any, any sort of connection to God 
um, which, which obviously, you know, how could they in as much as they were in sin and rebellion and, and hadn't yet come to God through faith? How could they in any way have a relationship with God in, in any form at this point? So it describes them as being without God. Uh, Romans 8.1 says that those who are in Christ are not condemned. So the conclusion of that is that those who are not in Christ, who are separate from Christ, are condemned. So at this point, God looks at people and he says that in as much as they have not reached this point in time yet, this union with Christ by faith and repentance, that they are condemned. And they are defined as being children of wrath. Uh, that's Ephesians 2 as well where at this point in time, God defines, uh, the Bible defines people in this stage, not as sheep, uh, but he says that they're, they're not his children, but they're actually children of wrath. The people in this point in time, before faith in Christ, according to the Bible, rather than being defined as children of God at this point, they're actually defined as children of wrath. Uh, wrath is their father. God is not their fa the father of these people in this period of time. Um, Romans 9.26 and other, other places uh, say that uh, we were not God's people. Uh, it says that God will, in that place, that those who are not God's people, who are called not his people, he will call them his people. So again, we know that in, in this period of time, when God looked at us, the way he defined us was not as his own people, but he defined us as not his people. Uh, and then, obviously, in that period of time, we were disobedient and unbelieving um, because obedience and belief did not come until this point when we heard the gospel and believed. And so, so again, to clarify, John Piper, what he's saying is that in this period of time, even though these, this is the description the Bible gives us of, of what people were in this period of time, but yet at the same time, John Piper, his view and what Calvinism puts forth is that even in this time, God defined us as being his sheep or his people or his own, his elect, his chosen ones, that we belonged to God at this period of time. So what I'd say to that is that when you look again at the, the clear descriptions that the Bible gives over and over. And like I said, this is just, these are just a few here that I'm giving of many more that we could find. Um, this is the description of what people were before faith in Christ, before this period of time when there was a living relationship with him. Um, again, first John says that whoever has the son has life. Whoever does not have the son does not have life. So, so to not have the son, to not have a relationship with him that is living uh, to not be in him, uh, in biblical standards, is equivalent to not having life, which which is a short way of saying all of these things here. There's spiritual death. Spiritual death, to be dead in sin, means that you're separated, separated from God. Absolutely. Can't see how there could be any sense where these things could be true, where at the same time it's fully true that God looks at us as his own people, as his chosen ones as his sheep, as his children, uh, all these descriptions uh, that, that uh, Calvinism would put on people in this period of time before faith in Christ, where, where then you'd be having people in this time frame before faith and repentance somehow being uh, simultaneously uh, children of God while 
at the same time being children of wrath. Uh, somehow simultaneously being not God's people while at the same time in some sense being God's people. And I just think that's that's something the Bible does not allow. It doesn't leave room for that possibility. You're either in Adam or you're in Christ. You're either, you're either dead in sin or you are alive in Christ. You either are God's people or you are not God's people. Um, I think the, the, the burden would be on uh, Calvinism to supply scriptures that show us that you can be simultaneously dead in sin and not God's people, not belonging to God, while at the same time belonging to God and, and being God's people. Thinking again about John 10, we know that there are sheep. There are sheep who are said to belong to God that God gives to Jesus. And so what does that mean? Who are the sheep again? How do we become sheep? And and does God simply predetermine who his sheep are and are not? So in other words, this would be the Calvin, Calvinism's perspective that we just looked at, where it would put us being sheep prior to uh relationship with Christ and, and really prior to re- real relationship with God through Christ, it would have us somehow being God's sheep uh, and being God's people belonging to him prior to faith. And, and so in this first video, I simply wanted to answer this question here. Um, and and uh, I think the obvious conclusion, when we look at the way that God describes people prior to faith and repentance, prior to relationship with Christ, there is no possible way that we could say that people were God's sheep, his people belonging to him before they actually entered into a living relationship with Christ, before they had Christ, as First John would put it. And so in next videos, I'll uh, answer these next two questions, which are who are the sheep and how do we become sheep? <music>